Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. the glory podcast i'm here with the lady o bookkeeper also co-host of the podcast austin rose austin you gotta see some lady o basketball action last you gotta night. see some lady o basketball you guys got two really good players and a lot of role players that pass the ball to the two good players or shoot the ball and get rebounded by the two good players <laughs> well you know if other teams can't defend the two players we're going to be okay but if they do <laughs> that's true you guys you guys ran them out the table there it wasn't even close you out rebounded them probably 50 to 10 so yeah and you're even repping the shirt tonight repping baby lady O. <laughs> also you are my uh competition Fancy football semifinals. Yep. We got a lot going on this week, don't we? We do. You're... How are you feeling for that? I know you said you didn't want to play me. I didn't want to play you. And then the fact that Antonio Gibson got injured and Miles Gaskin has COVID and Joe Mixon is still out. I'm not feeling great about my running back depth. And I'm being forced to play Lamar Jackson, who has been inconsistent this year, to say the least. But I also have Justin Herbert. Oh, and then my kicker also got COVID. So who are you going to start? Are you going to start Lamar or, or Herbert? I think I'll do Lamar because they're playing Jacksonville. But Herbert's playing Las Vegas. So, well, good news we'll for see. you is I'm probably going to have to start Taysom Hill. It looks like Matt Stafford might not play. So I might be starting Taysom Hill against the Chiefs. Uh, and and I've, I've just been – I don't know. We made a, that trade a, oh, was probably a couple months ago, and, and I got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You got Mixon out of it. And neither one has done a whole lot. Mixon's been hurt. Edwards-Hilaire has just been – Yeah. <laughs> so I don't I'm know. Not, you didn't get a great end of the deal because Clyde has burned you. But I definitely think I've lost the trade just because Joe literally got hurt that week. Yep. <laughs> I had him one week. Yeah, and I, I mean, my team's good with receivers. I just don't have any running backs, and and that's been my weakness all year. But I'm hoping Gibson doesn't play because I have McKissick, and I might might not play him. But, you know, it's just better for me if he doesn't play. So, yeah. Well, good luck to you, sir. Thank you. You as well. You as well. <laughs> Well, we got some football, actual football to talk about, not fantasy football, uh, in, in the Nebraska Rutgers game this coming Friday. In last podcast, we were predicting we'd play Michigan State if we looked at the standings, but the Big Ten you know, chose to go a different route because they wanted Purdue and Indiana to play, which they're still not playing, and then Minnesota and Wisconsin to get a chance to play in the West Division, and that game's still on. 
But, yeah, so we, we got shuffled around a little bit. We are playing Rutgers, and we could have played Michigan State, but I think the storyline was maybe a little better there with the potential of Noah Vedral, former Husker, uh, potentially starting quarterback against Rutgers. He went down with an ankle injury in the third quarter against Maryland last week. So there's some question marks on whether he will play, but wouldn't that be something? If, if Vedral beat us, beat his former team, um, and I guess his hometown. <laughs> hometown, home team, and let's not forget, he also is a star of our Nebraska, 2019 Nebraska basketball team. That's very true. <laughs> so, he's got deep ties to Nebraska, and it would be kind of the salt in the wound to lose to Vedral. I mean, obviously, we wished him well. You know, there's no bad feelings about him leaving because he wasn't going to play, but. Yeah, uh, Rutgers brought in a lot of those transfers this year and really built their team around that philosophy here. And Greg Chiano's first year head coach. First back. year back, I guess. Yeah, it's his first year coming back. So, yeah, I, I guess we'll see. that They've been a tough team this year. I know everybody obviously had very, very low expectations because last year they just got killed by everybody, and I think their closest game was like 25 points. This year they've got three wins, and they're looking for – their first time since 2014 of getting four Big Ten Conference wins and looking to win back-to-back games here for the first time since 2014 as well. So a lot to play for here if, if you're Rutgers. Uh, so, yeah, what, what, what have you seen so far out of them this year? So I really haven't watched a ton of Rutgers football, but you haven't? the ones I have, no. <laughs> but I know Scarlet Knights aren't high on my priority list. But, I mean, they've – all of their games have been relatively close. I'm trying to remember what week one. Who did they play week one? Because I so the triple overtime loss to Michigan, right? Yep that that game was. I watched that one. Yep, they beat Michigan State week one. Lost to Indiana. Wait, is this the right schedule? Yep. Yeah, they played Ohio State closer than we did. <laughs> yep, play Ohio State closer than we did. And lost Illinois by respectable. <laughs> Yeah, lost to Illinois by one score, lost in triple overtime to Michigan, and then they lost to Penn State, but they beat Purdue by seven, and they beat Maryland in overtime by three. And, I mean, they're all respectable losses. They were not getting – I mean, outside of the Ohio State game, which, I mean, who hasn't been run out of the building by Ohio State aside from Indiana, they've all been close games, so I, I would expect it to be – a close game as well and I mean we obviously don't run anyone out of the building ever <laughs> yeah uh we are currently a six and a half point favorite on the road which I cannot believe this line is what it is um it just seems like a lot of points and 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 everything over-unders at 54 so I think that to me that seems pretty spot on for, from what I can tell uh and then yeah a couple other players on their team. If Vedral does not play, the quarterback that came in from for him last week is named is Art Sitkowski. I just hope we don't lose to a guy named Art. Sounds like a <laughs> seventy-year-old grandpa, but you know, it's it's, it's twenty twenty and it's not for football. So, uh, running back Isaiah Pancheco, who averages four point three yards per carry. Wide receivers Bo Melton. Aaron 
Krusacek and Shamine Jones. Some fun names here on the Rutgers team. Fun names, and they've got – I mean, they spread the ball out a little better than we do. So, hopefully that's not the case this weekend. Yeah. But they don't really have anybody that's going to – that's a significant mismatch for us, I feel. Right. I, I would say we are – as far as what we try to do, we're very similar. We don't really have too many downfield passing threats as far as – like, we might have some threats, but we can't get the ball to them downfield. Uh and, and both teams' secondaries aren't great. Their str- Rutgers' strength is on in their linebackers on defense, and I would say our strength offensively is our run game, especially our quarterback run game. So that's going to be a, a big matchup to watch. There is how those linebackers key in on on Adrian, and then if Luke gets any time back there as well, I, I think that's a big thing to watch. We do have some big people out. Um... So Cam Taylor Britt's out for the first half for the targeting call, correct? I know. Since his targeting happened in the first half, he's first able to half, play with this. Okay. okay. Well, Brandon Hymas is not playing because he declared for the draft. I believe he yes. announced they would not be playing Rutgers. So that's, you know, he's probably our best lineman, reasonably to say. I feel it's reasonable to say that. So we'll probably see, oh, shoot, Cork. Corican, did I pronounce that right? Yep, I think so. Like that. Yep. I would guess he would be. We'll see him in rotation. I don't know if he'll start, but so that might affect our run game. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And and I, I'm I guess I'm curious. This is a different topic outside of this game, but and this is not just Nebraska. This is everywhere around the country. How many of these seniors are going to come back and play? next year knowing that they're probably going to graduate and some of them potentially going pro I get I'm guessing the ones that go pro are probably going to still go pro but there's going to be some that have the opportunity to come back and play and so I think it'll be interesting to see what programs retain some of those seniors and and I think that's going to be very telling to the kind of culture and commitment you have from your players Uh, so you know Hymas was the first one I believe one of our linebackers has already said he's not going to come back for next season. So we'll probably hit more uh, news. Doman? Is he, is he no, a senior? I don't think it was Doman. I think it was. I know Miller Miller announced he was retiring for football due yes. to this final injury. So that, you know. maybe that, And maybe that's who I saw, uh, I'm guessing. So anyways, there'll be a lot more talk about that after the season. And also along those lines, kind of, the signing day was – yesterday and Nebraska got a big handful of recruits and a lot of guys that that we can talk more in depth about but we're going to talk about that maybe next week or the week after so we save some time get a more in-depth look into some of these recruits and players we got in hopefully they stay (laughs) it sounds like all we got was tight ends and linebackers I don't know about you but you know I was following on like Bleacher Report it's like tight end tight end athlete linebacker linebacker yeah big one Thomas Fedone we got him so that's I mean that 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 to me was the big big name standout so we'll talk more about that in depth later on uh getting back to Rutgers here in in the preview of the Scarlet Knights let's, let's just go into our keys because we talked a little about their schedule we talked about 
what maybe we're expecting them to do a little bit. But what, what do you think the keys are to this game for both teams? First one. Sure. So, well, I mean, just quick summary of like kind of what we're looking at. So, you know, we put up about 23 points a game, give up about 31. They put up 27 points a game, give up about 33. So, you know, they're giving up. So their, their games are usually within a score. We're usually losing by a little more than a score. Yards are about the same. We score 358. They score 350. Pretty similar. They're a little better passing than we're a little better rushing. And then yards allowed, they allow 20 more yards than we do, but that's pretty, you know, comparable. So my keys to the game is I want to see us, you know, we were harping about it against Minnesota, but I would like to see us establish the run early on, uh, eat up some of the clock, get the ball out of our quarterback's hands, limit our turnovers. Uh, I know, you know, without Hymas, we'll see how our offensive line plays. They played a little better as of late. We haven't had very many holding calls and we've done pretty well as far as pass protection and rushing goes you know we, we're getting decent chunks on the ground so my first key to the game is establish the run um do you want me to do two or are you I'll, going I'll, now? I'll do mine because you mentioned one of mine as you were talking I, 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 half of mine I guess mine's again I, I feel like I should just replay something from our previous keys and just insert it here because this is a very common reoccurring theme is penalties and turnovers and it, it's going to be a very key thing to watch in this game. Both teams rank, I think, Nebraska's 105th and Rutgers is 101st in total penalty yards in the, in the country. And the turnover margin, Rutgers is plus two on the year. Nebraska is minus eight. And when we lose that battle this year, we are 0-4. So I, I just think if Rutgers can get a couple of turnovers off of us, they're going to win this game. I mean, I think that's a very, very important stat. I think if we if we don't turn the ball over, I think we have a good chance to win this game. I think it's a very possession game because both teams, as you just mentioned, are very similar across the stat line. We're very similar in what we like to do. I cannot believe I'm staying, saying the word similar with Nebraska and Rutgers so many times. But here we are. So, I, I mean, I, I think those things are going to be a big – big outcome or big factor into what determines the outcome. So what's your second key? My second one is I want to see us come out of half and score or at least look coherent third quarter. I want to score more points than they do third quarter. I know it's super vague, but I'd feel great if we for once came out third quarter and put points on the board and didn't give up points. That's all I want. It's not even anything specific. It doesn't have to be clean. There could be, flags and you know we can get crappy calls all the way but we can just outscore them in the third quarter I think we'll win the game that's a really good one I heard an interesting stat after last week that we are second to last in the nation on second half points which is not going to surprise anybody if you've watched our games you know the last team I'll give you a hint they're not a bad second half team they're just a bad team overall horrible team in the nation? In the nation. East There's Coast. so many men. East Coast, East and they're Coast. also a state. They're also a state. I bet our listeners have it by now. Why am I blanking? They're a small state, a very small state. 
Second. Rhode season. Island. Next one. Connecticut. Uh, third one. Boston College. Which is in? Massachusetts. There you go, UMass. <laughs> UMass? Yes. What conference are they in? I don't know, but they are a Division One school as of, like, in the last five years, so. <laughs> okay, I was like, I didn't think they had a Division One school. Okay. They might have just added their football program in the last five years, too. It's very, very new. But, yeah, that's the only school we are ahead of in second half points. Glad you brought that up. So, mine ties into that a little bit. It also ties into the start of the game, and we're going to be able to see it here. The motivation to play for both teams. And obviously this is a for one of the bottom positions, whatever it's for, really nothing, which one is not much motivation. So you have a first-year head coach in Greg Schiano who has gotten his team to perform above expectation this year. So is that enough for them? Do they, are they satisfied with the year and – take it and leave or are they going to really push and I, I think I think they're going to push forward and 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 have a lot of motiva- motivation to play which they should on our side this is going to be very telling as to whether we play in a bowl game or not I honestly don't want to play in a bowl game we don't deserve it I should but, say I don't want to play in a bowl game because like I don't know I still like watching Husker football games <laughs> yeah I do but I also don't want to get into a game that I like we should we deserve to miss a bowl game for the fourth straight year. Like we deserve to miss them. So whether we do or not, I think this game is going to be very telling heading into the off season as to where the state of our, of of frost program is. And depending, I I think depending on what these kids come out and do and how they play is going to be very telling of the culture and the commitment and the dedication that these kids have to frost philosophy and his belief and what he wants to try to do. If we fold over in this game, it's telling that there's a lot of people on this roster that don't believe in what Frost is trying to do. And that should be a red flag to Frost. That should be a red flag to the entire state of Nebraska that what he is trying to establish is not working. Now, on the flip side, and this is what I'm hoping happens, and I think it could happen. These guys rally around around what he's trying to do. Rutgers is a very average to below average football team that we should be able to beat. If we If the team is bought in and relying on what frost believes in and executes it this is a game we could run away with i i am going to say we we could win this game by two or three scores it's p- possible and that would be a great start into the off season so i'm just going to pick my pick right now that's what i think is going to happen because it just to me makes doesn't make doesn't make any sense it doesn't make any sense but it makes all the sense in the world cuz that's what we do we're going to come out and we're going to win this game by two or three scores and we're going to have all this positive talk going into the off season and it's going to be this whole spiral again. I think that's what's going to happen just because that's what Nebraska football does. That's my prediction. Um, You're taking us. I am going to take us. I'm going to do it. Not that I believe in everything, but I, I just think that's just the kind of year it's been. And I think it could happen. I think everybody's on Rutgers here. This spread seems way too big, but I don't know. I just feel like it's a time to pick Nebraska. <laughs> Wow, I'm going to take Rutgers, actually. Just because Rutgers has played close all their games. You know, we ran through them outside of Ohio State, and I don't remember what the other one was. Oh, Penn State. You know, they were all one-score games. So I'm not, I would not be shocked if it was a one-score game and if it the one score was less than seven points. Is it sad to me that I'm going to say it's a win-win 
that if we do, if what, what I say happens, I'm going to be very happy. And if it doesn't happen and let's say Rutgers ends up beating us, I'm also very happy because I hope that is very telling that we're going to change some things for the future in the way we go about things, the way we practice, the way that the program just structures overall. So I think it's a win-win for me either way, but um, yeah, we'll see. So we'll get into the rest of our picks later. Do want to mention this before we move on to talking about the college football playoff. Nebraska basketball now has a game this week. We are playing the Doan Tigers out of Crete, Nebraska. We're playing them in Lincoln tomorrow night, uh, Thursday at 6 o'clock p.m. I think it's on BTN+. Plus. Quick game added. I believe that added got added just recently. So, I mean, you mentioned it. Are, they're, not, they're not a Division One team. It's kind of like an exhibition game. It's going to count. It's almost another practice. Now, Doan was up on us last year in the exhibition, 10-2. to 2. Don't forget that. <laughs> That's true, but we're a lot better than we were last year. I hope. I think we are, too. So, uh, another – I just think it's a good opportunity for us to play some different faces, play a different team, and, you know, execute our stuff and, and really work to get better instead of having 11 or 12 days of just straight practice – just knowing the game of basketball, that's not fun. It gets repetitive. It gets kind of grueling. You want to play – when you start playing games, you want to keep playing games. So yep. uh, I, I think this is a good opportunity for us to get better before we start Big Ten playoff next week. So, all right. Well, we're going to finish off the show here with some pretty good talk about the college football playoff and then – Louis, you want to talk about Wisconsin real quick or on basketball? Oh, yeah. Because we won't – we won't meet by Wisconsin then. So, yeah, uh, playing Wisconsin. We will. We will meet on Sunday. Oh, that's right. That's right. We, but we won't preview. Yep. I, yep. So, we'll, we'll, we will talk about them then. Uh, we, do, we will pick every game, every conference championship game. There's 10 of them. We already got our picks in for Nebraska Rutgers. So, we're going to pick all the games here after we talk about the playoff a little bit. But standings came out Monday or Tuesday, yesterday, Tuesday, and – we're getting close to the end, so there's more and more controversy and talk about who should be where and what's going to happen and scenarios and yada, yada, yada. First of all, when you, when you looked at the standings or heard them for the first time, what did you think? Uh, so I, I didn't understand why Iowa State's so high. I don't understand how you could justify dropping Cincinnati and only dropping Florida – to seven after getting thumped well not thumped but they were supposed to blow out lsu yeah right they they lost to a bad lsu team yeah right they were supposed to like the spread was ridiculous and then they go out and just lay an egg and lose and they only dropped to seven outside of that there wasn't anything that was really shocked about i mean iowa's moved up to 16 Sure, Northwestern's still floating around there at 14. Coastal Carolina's at 12 at undefeated. But, I mean, the top four, I'm not going to argue with. And I honestly haven't watched any A&M games. I've seen a Notre Dame, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. have not seen A&M. I've seen Iowa State, seen Florida. So, I don't know if A&M deserves to be five. But Yeah, so the first thing that really popped out was Florida to me, only falling one spot just trading spots with Iowa State, Iowa State moving to six. 
Uh, so that shocked me. Cincinnati dropped one, and I don't know if you realize what Cincinnati did last week, but they're they're supposed to play Tulsa. Basically said they have COVID, so they can't play. They're playing Tulsa again this week for the AAC championship. So the game last week didn't matter. Both teams are already going to play for the championship. And they basically just said, oh, we don't want to play them two weeks in a row. So they just are now playing them this week. So whether the committee are into that or not, I don't know. But they're still 8-0, and they're a top-10 team. I don't know that there's any way they're getting into the playoff no matter what. And, yeah, I, I guess we're – heck, hell, let's, let's just get into it. Do you Are you a belief a believer in giving a team like this a chance to play for a national title or not? Well, okay, this team and Coastal Carolina. And, hell, we'll, we'll throw USC in there this year. I think – well, okay, so your argument for them, so they're undefeated. I would not – you couldn't, like – you know, Ohio State's probably better. They're undefeated. Clemson's better. They're, they have one loss to an undefeated Notre Dame, and they had their backup quarterback and lost by seven in overtime. Alabama's obviously undefeated number one. You know, I would – I'd give – like, I'm not opposed to giving team shots. I think winning games matters. I know, like, oh, it's – the whole point of the committee is the eye test, Right. You know, there's no longer this computer calculation that, you know, a team that has one loss should have been in the championship game. But since they weren't undefeated, they were eliminated because they, but they passed the eye test. Right. It's on, on field performance or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Games have to matter. You know, if you put everybody in front of Cincinnati and they beat them, and I mean, they had a, like, you know, so they ran up. Let me go to their scores here real quick. You know, they beat UCF, who's a good team. Houston's been a decent team. Um, SMU's been a decent team. Army. Memphis was ranked. Oh, it was last year, sorry. And Boston. So, I mean, they haven't had a super tough schedule, but they've played decent teams. Like, they haven't played total scrubs. Um, the Tulsa game will be telling how well they do there, obviously. I feel like you should have to at least be in your your conference title game. So, I mean, we didn't even touch on Ohio State. The Big Ten changing the rules for Ohio State. I don't yeah. know how you felt about that. but I Obviously, being a Nebraska fan, we what we did in our first game against Wisconsin defined what the Big Ten could do. It, it, it did. Ohio State could have played A&M that week or they could have played any other team that wasn't playing and was healthy. And they couldn't because Nebraska didn't let – or the Big Ten didn't let Nebraska play University of Tennessee Chattanooga in week two. So the Big Ten fucked up there. Obviously, they fucked up to begin with, with how they – Right, setting the mint. Yeah. And and setting that rule to begin with. I mean, it, they just messed up in so many ways. I it, it's just obvious. I, I hope that there's a thorough consideration of the direction of the conference moving forward with its administrative staff. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I, I guess, I don't know. Ohio state is five and zero. they obviously pass the eye test better than some of these other teams, but to what, to what extent, like you can say that about undefeated teams, but then you can look at some of these teams with one or two losses. You can look at 
you know, your, your, your Iowa state, if Iowa state beats Oklahoma nine and two Iowa state, like, okay, they can get in, but they also because of the inequality of schedules, you know, Iowa state would have played 11 games. Whereas Ohio state's only played five. Right. And, and that, and that's where to me, it comes more down to losses. than it comes down to wins. Like who are your losses to? I know a lot of teams look at the wins, but like what, what team on here can you say, Oh, they have a really good win. Like, like seriously, Probably Notre Dame over Clemson, but then you say Clemson has no, their backup quarterback. Yeah, that that's not that's not a. I mean, it's, it's obviously a good win, but it's not like man, they deserve to be in no matter what. Like they didn't have a good, they didn't have their starter quarterback in. Um, you know, I, I want to go back to Iowa State quick. I want to go back to Iowa State quick because Iowa State's eight and two. They lost their first game of the year to Louisiana Lafayette by like seventeen. All right. Coastal Carolina is going to play Lafayette. If Coast, Coastal win this, wins this game, like I know people would say, ah, Coastal, any of these teams, Coastal will get killed. But seriously, the, the, the Sun Belt is 3-0 and against the Big 12 this year, 3-0. and So I, I know they're not us, usually a strong conference. They're not a Power 5 conference. But you, you can just make so many different cases for – what's going on this year. And obviously it's a weird year, like you mentioned with the weird scheduling and the different amount of games, but you know, Texas A&M, like they're going to sit there. They're not going to play in a conference title game. They're going to play Tennessee. You know, that game is probably going to be a 10 to 20 point game. And you know, what do you do with a team like that? So it's interesting. There's just a lot of discussion. This would be at the perfect year to, to do like a, this is my, my, what I would do this year is have four play-in games into the playoff. The top four get a bye. The next eight get to do a play-in. So what that's going to – that's going to eliminate, like, your Big Ten loser, like Northwestern's probably not going to get in that. Your ACC championship loser, um, oh, they're going to get in with Notre Dame and Clemson. But your North Carolina, Miami's probably aren't going to get in there. But it's going to allow your teams like Coastal and Cincinnati and your two-loss Iowa State and – Georgia and Florida, that's going to allow these teams to get a chance to play. And I think that'd be the perfect solution to all of this this year, but they're probably not going to do it and they're going to settle on four teams. Well, you can't, you can't expand it this year and just say it's just this year. Cause once the, two, you know, once the toothpaste is out of the tube, it's not going back in. You're right. Yep. Um, and that, you know, that is like, how many rounds do you add? You know, how many games do you add for the kids? I don't know. I there's a there is an SEC bias. Obviously, there uh, always there, is. <laughs> there always is. Everyone thinks the SEC is unstoppable, and all they do is play each other. So then it's like, oh well, they lost to, you know, A and M lost. I don't know who A and M lost to, but Georgia lost to Alabama and A and M. You know, but those are two strong SEC schools. So. A and M got put Georgia in the top A&M 10. got beat by you know, Alabama they, by twenty eight. And they're number five. You're telling me that, yeah, you you and there's you can't have. I mean, there are four two loss teams in the top ten. Come on. Yeah, it it's it's interesting. I I just think there's there's a lot that there's a lot to talk about here, and you could talk about this for an entire episode, if not two episodes. 
Um, so while, while we're on the topic here, and we, maybe we can pick our games as we're doing this, I want to start with some of these top teams. And I want to ask, right now, if it ended today, I think everybody would agree that the four teams that are in it, assuming if it started tomorrow and no conference championships are played, Alabama would be the one seed. Clemson and Notre Dame would get a rematch for the two and three, and Ohio State would be the four. So those would be your four teams in. That's who would be playing. Now, let's start with the number one team right now, Alabama. How do they not get in? They, they're they in. They're in no matter Heck, what. I'm with you. Even if they lose to Florida, they're in. I think yep. it's pretty They can lose by 35 and still get in. So – with that being said, um, that spread is 17. Alabama's favored by 17. Who are you taking in that? I'm taking Alabama. Florida's posers. They're just products of the SEC bias. Yep. I'm, I know you might have to get out on a limb here to get me, but I'm taking Alabama. I just, I, Florida just looked like trash last week and I watched that game and I could not understand why they were as highly rated as they were now obviously they've looked good in other games but um Alabama steamrolled LSU I mean steamrolled them and here Florida and LSU are in a dogfight and Florida ends up losing that game so I think Alabama rolls okay Notre Dame I want to ask you how how did they not get in they're in no matter what so you think they're in even if they lose, even if they get killed by Clemson, yep, they're in no matter what. They don't drop past four. Even if Florida, even if Florida beats Alabama, yes. Okay, I think I'm in agreement with you. They're because are you going to jump Florida all the way to the top four if they beat Alabama? Yeah, and, and I'll tell you this. They're not going to move. They're not going to have Clemson and Notre Dame play in that 2-3 spot again. So I think what happens, Clemson moves to 2 if Clemson wins, and Notre Dame moves to 4. Um, what would be interesting is if Northwestern beat Ohio State because I don't know that you can justify moving any of these other teams ahead of Notre Dame. So maybe you would end up with the 2-3 Clemson-Notre Dame. I don't know. But anyways – Notre Dame and Clemson, let's pick that game. Oh, I guess before that, anyway, Clemson doesn't. If Clemson loses, are they in? See, that's the most tricky spot. Are you going to put A&M in, who got destroyed by Alabama, into Clemson, who lost to the number two team in the nation? I don't think so. Or – do you give Iowa State a chance? Let's say Iowa State beats Oklahoma, which very well could happen. That 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 to me is the question there. Do like, you? I don't think so. I I honestly, they're like Trevor. They want Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's a TV show above all. No one wants to watch Iowa State. The, no one cares about Matt Campbell, and the, I mean they have talent, but no one cares. The committee has definitely told themselves that this this situation is what they at least want to be able to consider. They didn't want to consider a Cincinnati. They didn't want to consider a Florida or a Georgia. They want to consider if Iowa State 
can can finish the season strong and beat Oklahoma, can there be a possibility of them jumping the ACC championship loser? And that's what the decision is going to be, I think, ultimately. Um, so with that, let's move into the Notre Dame-Clemson pick. Clemson's a 10.5-point favorite against Notre Dame. Um, I'll start with this one. I get it that Clemson played without Trevor Lawrence. I think the whole country is going to be on Clemson saying they're going to be so good. I, I like Notre Dame in this spot. I think 10.5 is a lot of points. I think it's going to be a close game. Damn. I hate to say it because I'm behind you by seven because I was also going to take Notre Dame. So I will take the Clemson to cover. You're going to have to take some gambles here. Take some risks. Ugh, that one sucks. <laughs> uh, okay, so we also were talking about Ohio State a little bit. They are a 21-and-a-half-point favorite, 20-and-a-half-point favorite against Northwestern. I'll start this one. Or do you want to start? I'll, you know, you can pick if you want to start or not. I'll start this one. So, Ohio, wait, what was the spread for that 20 game? and a half. I'm not changing my pick either way, I'll tell you that. So That's a good line. <laughs> Give me the Wildcats. I'm with you. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I, I, I just think that Don't well, keep it I, Ohio State's good, and yeah, Ohio, the whole country is going to think Ohio State needs to pound Northwestern and whatever. Northwestern's defense is good. They're legit we've seen them enough times to prove themselves this year. I I think they're going to play really conservative, and I think they're going to run the ball a lot to try to keep this game close and chew some clock. I also like the under in this game. I think it's at 57. So, yeah, I like the Wildcats. And then we talked about the Big 12 championship a little bit in Iowa State and Oklahoma. Oklahoma is a five-and-a-half point favorite. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'm taking the Sooners. Are you taking the Sooners? I'm not. I'm taking. Okay, good. I'm definitely taking the Sooners. All right. Um, okay. Cincinnati. We mentioned them being undefeated and playing Tulsa. They are a 14 and a half point favor against the Golden Hurricane. Who do you like here? I'd take Coastal Carolina. They whooped up. Well, I should say they whooped nope, up. Cincinnati and Tulsa. Oh, sorry, Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati. All right, I I can't just change it to do it. I'm taking Tulsa. I think Tulsa's okay. I think they're all right. I think Cincinnati is supposed to come out and kill them because they want to make their fight for, I guess, trying to get in, but they're not. They don't really have a chance, anyways. So. Yeah, and then Coastal, you mentioned them. Coastal's a three-and-a-half-point favorite against Louisiana Lafayette. Shout-out to Coastal head coach Jeremy Chadwell. He got an extension till 2027. So um, he's, you know, a smaller school, but he's saying, you know what, we're going to stay with them, and we're, we're going to keep building them. So who do you like in this one? I like Coastal. I know Raging Cajuns are uh, 19, but – I mean, Coastal Carolina looked really good against BYU, and BYU is also undefeated, so I'll take the the, the Chanticleers. Love it. I'm with you. 
I, this is their national championship. I mean, it is. You know they're going to try to claim it being 12-0 and 0, just like UCF did. And, yeah, I, I, I like this spot. I'm going to take a minus three and a half. Okay, we got to go back to Friday because we got three games there that are in addition to Nebraska and Rutgers, the game that everybody's going to be watching on Friday. But the conference championships, we start in the MAC, Ball State and Buffalo. Buffalo is a 13 and a half point favorite. I'm going to start so you can pick the opposite of me if you want. I'm taking Ball State. Perfect. I'm taking Buffalo. All right. Actually, great. Uh, pack. Uh, let's let's go to the. Oh boy, I'm forgetting my conferences. UAB and Marshall. Is that the? Funny thing is, we did a conference preview on these guys. It's not the American Conference USA. Dang it. Championship. Marshall is a five point favorite at home. I'll pick this one. I'm taking the Thundering Herd. We are Marshall. Well, I'm forced to take UAB there, so I'll take UAB. All right. The Pac 12 championship. Oregon, who gets in because Washington cannot play. So Oregon's in. They're playing USC. USC is a three-point favorite after that crazy game against UCLA last week. They came out and won it. Um, who do you like in this one? Who was the favorite? USC was USC only three-point favorite. Favorite by three against Oregon. Uh, shoot. I don't think USC is as good as their standing says, but why not? Take the favorite. I'm with you. I don't think USC is is as good, like you said, but also Oregon just lost to Oregon State and Cal. So yeah, I know. I, I don't think Oregon's very good. So I, I'm with you. And then the last – What does it say about the teams when the spread's three? I know. And it's Oregon. Yeah. Uh, the last game, do you know which conference championship game we have not picked yet? Pack 12. Conference USA. What small, is I can't. Small conference. The Mountain West. Mountain West. Damn it. Do you know who's in this game? Wyoming and. Uh. One of these teams is in this game every year. Boise State. Boise State is in it. They're actually playing San Jose State. The Spartans are undefeated as of right now. Spartans are ranked number 24. Boise State has one loss on the year. Boise State is a a six-and-a-half point favorite. Who do you like? Boise State, man. All right. I'll try to help you out. I actually was going to take – San Jose State anyways. I, they won me money last week because I bet on them. So, nice. with that being said, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, exactly seven different. You are able to time me if you get all seven of those right. <laughs> Perfect. That's all I need is a chance. Uh, what do I get? I get all seven of those. 
Well, you know what that I means. Feel that means we both have to sing. That means we're duetting the the intro music. <laughs> that's true. So that that's what you get. You don't have to do it by yourself. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Well, maybe the last week of the 2020 football season here against the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I have nothing else. Do you? No, I think next week we'll do our NBA. Yep, NBA preseason's already on. It's crazy to think, but they are, they are here. Yep, and we'll be doing a bowl game preview here coming up in the next couple of episodes once they get announced and, and we get our picks in. So we might have to have on our bowl game bowl game uh, expert Evan Flood back on here to go through those again. That's true. He did pretty well last year. Yeah, we might have to have him back on. So, all righty. Good luck to the Huskers this weekend against Rutgers. Friday at 6.30 p.m. on BTN. Watch that game instead of the other three conference championships because you know it matters more, right? It matters way more. No penalties. No turnovers. Go Big Red. GBR. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.